Hi, it has been so exciting seeing the registrations coming in for our Revive Lifestyle Medicine Safari Retreat in Africa happening this January 2025. If this has been on your bucket list or if you have already gone and you cannot wait to go back, now is the time to save your spot. We'll be having incredible wildlife viewing excursions, including primate trekking, seeing elephants, rhinos, giraffes, lions, and more. Cultural experiences with local guides, healthful food in beautiful accommodations, participating in a service project, and sharing expertly guided lifestyle medicine activities, including nutrition, physical activity, stress relief, sleep, connection, nature, and more. How can you find out more about it? Well, go to the website, stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat. That's stressfreemd.net slash safari-retreat, where you can learn more about our incredible itinerary and save your spot. CME is included for healthcare professionals. Any questions, reach out, and I cannot wait to share this incredibly transformative experience with you. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, where you learn how to be stress-free from the inside out, elevate your calm, and live your best, healthiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Tiger, your self-care doctor. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Stress-Free MD Podcast. I am so happy you're joining me today for another wonderful episode. So yes, I am a board-certified physician, and yes, I hold many additional well-being certifications, including yoga therapy. And I get so many questions and concerns and misconstrued comments about yoga and yoga therapy that I thought I would lay the most common misconceptions out right here. Just like I did with the meditation myth busting in episode number 26, which so many of you reached out and let me know that you found so helpful. So I thought I'd do the same thing for yoga and yoga therapy and just clear the air. So first, let me describe the difference between a certified yoga teacher and a certified yoga therapist. A certified yoga teacher has done the base level of education at 200 hours to teach yoga. And the students in a yoga class that's led by a yoga teacher can form to the class plan that the teacher has created. A certified yoga therapist has done at least a thousand hours of training over a three-year period and has studied yoga more deeply to utilize the concepts to help individuals with specific symptoms, illnesses, and diseases. For me, it's like doctoring in a different way and is one of the many ways that I teach others how to feel better all by themselves. 
A yoga therapist creates a session based on the needs of the individual or group of individuals. So they are not just conforming to a specific class plan, but the yoga therapist works to create the session for the individual or group based on their specific needs and desires, symptoms, illnesses, and at times diseases. You can make the analogy to our journey in studying medicine. We start as a med student and learn the base level of knowledge, and then we go on to an internship, a residency, sometimes a fellowship, and we obtain more advanced specialty knowledge to help our patients in a way that we couldn't at the med student level. So as a physician, I had to start with medical school, and just as like a yoga therapist, I had to start as a yoga teacher. Does it make sense? Yeah. So yoga teachers are amazing, and they're doing amazing work and teaching amazing classes, but it's just a different level when you go on to study to become a certified yoga therapist. All right, so now that we've got the semantics out of the way, um, let's do some yoga myth busting here. This is probably the most common one I hear, or one of the most common. I can't do yoga because I am not flexible. I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. Well, (laughs) I hear this a lot. Because people think you have to be able to touch your toes and twist your body into strange positions that, well, as a diagnostic radiologist from an imaging perspective, (laughs) I don't think a lot of it's even possible (laughs) from what people think that people doing yoga are doing. And with respect to flexibility, well, what is yoga? Yoga is a set of principles and practices that make us more flexible as human beings, not just your physical body, which it does, (laughs) and it is a plus, but it makes us more flexible emotionally, psychologically, and so on. It makes you much less reactive. Reactive being, you know, wishing you could take back those words that you wish you didn't stay or wish you can go back and not do that thing that you did, right? So much less reactive, more responsive. Responsive is when you're actually pausing before you say that thing or before you do that thing. Yoga makes it so that you're able to pivot situations effectively and efficiently with ease. And it taps into your already existent resilience, and let you shine through. All right. So number two, I can't do yoga because I don't have time. I can't do yoga because I don't have time. So sure, in the traditional yoga studio class, there are hour long, sometimes hour and 15 minute or 90 minute long yoga sessions, yoga classes, and they are wonderful when you have the time. But The tools that I teach you here on this podcast, in my programs, my coaching, my presentations, my retreats, and so on, they are deconstructed snacks of information to make them very accessible for you, the busy human. And I teach them in such a way that they become part of your lifestyle, just like brushing your teeth. You can do them while you are doing other things, while you are 
emptying your dishwasher, while you're driving your car, while you're walking your dog, folding your laundry, charting at the computer, while you're scrubbing, getting into the OR, right? While you are sitting with a patient, while you're talking to another human, you know, while you're doing all these things, you can do these yoga-based practices that can take a minute, less than a minute, just a few minutes, right? It doesn't have to be this very long class. Now, I love those classes and I love to teach them, but there's no reason why you can't weave these principles into your day, just like you weave brushing your teeth, yeah? And when you make these things a lifestyle, You just do them automatically over time and you bring yourself back to yourself over and over again throughout your day. Okay, number three, yoga hurts. (laughs) Yoga hurts. Well, this one actually hurts me even to say it. So I say this to all of my clients and students, nothing that I teach you should ever hurt. Nothing that I teach you should ever hurt. Everything should actually feel good. So if something hurts, then I say do less of it so that it doesn't hurt. Or let me help you create a variation specific for you so that it doesn't hurt. Or just don't do it at all. But again, nothing should hurt in yoga. We are going for stress relief, not stress elevation. And when something hurts, it elevates your stress. And this isn't the gym. We're not going for the burn. Uh Uh-uh. No, (laughs) no. Okay. Number four, yoga is a religion or cult. Yoga is a religion or cult. No to both of these. Yoga is not a religion. Yoga is not a cult. Yoga is a wonderful evidence-based practice that you can do that is secular and open to everyone, the way that I instruct it, the way that many others do as well. It did originate in India, and you know there is um, Hinduism in India, and some individuals that teach yoga may weave that into their practices, but it's up to you to identify if that's what you want. But it isn't in itself a religion or a cult. Right, And so there are lots of different ways to teach and to practice yoga, and you can decide if you want more of a religious connotation or not. But yoga in itself is not a religion or cult, period. All right, number five. (laughs) Number five, yoga means wearing spandex and listening to weird music. (laughs) So if you want to wear spandex, go for it. It's not required. And I've had students show up in their pajamas. And actually, when I was on Zoom virtually for 16 months during the pandemic, so many people were in their bedrooms practicing with me in their pajamas. And I have physicians in their scrubs, military in their uniforms, whatever, (laughs) really, whatever clothes go. And for the music, most of the time, I don't use music. Why? Because most of the time throughout your day, when you're putting your tools into action, there is no music. And so I don't want you to depend on needing it. 
Now, I do play music when I'm in the studio, but that's it. Okay, next one. Number six, yoga is for women. Well, yoga is for women and all genders, all pronouns, all sexuality choices. It's not just for women. And as a matter of fact, in India, where yoga originated, it was first practiced by men. It was first practiced by men. So it's not only for women or people who identify as female. Number seven, yoga is just another health trend. Yoga is just another health trend. No to this one. There is a huge growing body of medical literature that reports yoga is beneficial on so many levels, including better sleep, better mood, better concentration and focus, improved digestion, increased immune function, decreased inflammation, improved musculoskeletal functioning, less pain, and my fave, less stress. And I even published somatic yoga research documenting a decrease in cortisol levels in our, particip- our participants over time who were in the study. And these were individuals with cancer who were learning somatic yoga meditation techniques. So, so, so good for you. It's not just another health trend. It is actually in medical literature documenting all these incredible benefits. Okay, number eight, all yoga is the same. I tried it and I didn't like it. (laughs) Not true. There are many genres of yoga. And what I teach is a combination of several disciplines that I weave together to benefit your overall health and your overall well-being. But guess what? Truth be told, I hated it when I first started. Funny story is my friend and I went together to our local library to what was called a laughter yoga class. And rest in peace for this teacher who has since passed. Um, we, we really hated it. I have to be honest with you and just tell you that it was awful. We, we just didn't understand it. We just didn't feel comfortable there. And we never went back. And instead of going back to the class, we actually, the next few weeks just went out to dinner (laughs) and we called it going to yoga, but it was actually just going out to dinner. So It's true that there are different flavors and you may not like all the flavors. I know I don't like all the flavors and that's okay. Just like you don't like all the flavors necessarily of ice cream or of any other food, right? There are certain ones that you like better than others. So it's not all the same. If you've tried it and you didn't like it, try a different one. And if you need some help, I'm happy to answer questions. Okay, number nine, you have to be young to do yoga. You have to be young to do yoga. Mm. <laughs> so my oldest student was 98 years young. I say that 98 years young, military veteran. Um, he was amazing and he cherished his yoga and he loved coming to my classes. So no age requirement here. Your age is not a cage. <laughs> Your age is not a cage. I want you to remember that. All right. Number 10, you have to be able to get up and down from the floor. You have to be able to get up and down from the floor. Mm-mm, no, I teach everything from the floor and a chair. So if there's someone who can't get on the floor or you happen to be you know, at a desk, I want you to be able to take what you've learned and use it in any position that you are in. Or maybe you're someone that used to be on the floor, but then had some sort of injury. 
right now you're in a chair. So you do not have to get up and down from the floor. Number 11, it's not a workout. It's not a workout. So I agree. (laughs) It's not a workout. So if you want to work out, then work out. Go to the gym. I do each morning after my meditation and yoga therapy practice, I go to the gym and I take a fitness class. So we don't not do yoga because it's not a workout. We understand that we don't need to use yoga as a workout because we have workouts for that. So I'd like you to think of it as a work in. Think of it as a work in. Really coming home to yourself. And one of my physician clients said to me, thank you so much for teaching me how to come home to myself. And a portion of the coaching that I did with this individual, this physician was teaching specific yoga practices and principles that, that she actually wove into her day. So think of it as coming home to yourself. It just brings you back home because As one of my other physician, a surgeon client said to me that medicine trains us away from ourselves. And then this other client said, and you showed me how to come back home to myself. Thank you for that. Really? And this is one way that we can do that. Okay. So those were my top 11 (laughs) myth busting um, scenarios for yoga and yoga therapy. Um, If you have something else that you're thinking and I didn't cover it, please reach out to me and let me know. I'd love to answer your questions and help you understand um, the truth about what it is that you may be thinking. Know that if you want to dive deeper into learning more yoga therapy, check out RX Inner Peace a Physician's Guide for Self-Care series. If you're a physician, physicians have loved, loved, loved this online series, which also comes with 125 CME. Yep, 125 CME, category one, as well as two private one-on-one sessions with me. If you want to explore a specific topic, such as tension release or breathing or meditation, Check out my programs in the self-care shop, also self-paced online programs. They're open to everyone. And if you're a healthcare professional, they include CME. Want me to present to your group live? Reach out. I would love to. If you love this episode, please share it with others you care about in your life. And if you're a healthcare professional, remember to get your CME through the link in the show notes. Thank you so very much for listening and taking time to care for amazing you. Remember to be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Stress-Free MD Podcast. Hi. I'm so happy that you're here listening to the Stress-Free MD Podcast, learning short, actionable tools to relieve the stress in your life. And I've got some amazing news for you. I've created some short videos for you where you can learn stress-relieving tools by video format as well. Me teaching you on videos. 
They're totally free. They're very short. They're about five minutes in length each because I know how busy you are. And all you have to do is go to my website, www.stressfreemd.net. And on the homepage, it says, feel calm now. And then you can click the link to get your free videos and I'll send them directly to your inbox and your email. And you can share this website with your friends, your family, your colleagues, so they can feel calm too. (laughs) So go get your videos. What are you waiting for?